Hello, and welcome to Renew, Restore, Rejoice, the Safe House Ministries podcast, where we share stories of the power of God to change lives through Safe House Ministries. Safe House Ministries is based out of Columbus, Georgia, and we are a ministry that exists to love and serve people who have been impacted by homelessness, addiction, and incarceration. I am your host, Phil Schuler, the Director of Development for Safe House Ministries here in Columbus, Georgia. Safe House serves over 1,000 people each month as they transition back into our community. Safe House provides 213 beds for homeless individuals and families and provides many other important services such as case management for obtaining employment, case management for finding a permanent home, over 300 hot meals every day, free clothing, and so much more. One of the most incredible services that Safe House Ministries provides is our free 9-12 to month intensive outpatient substance abuse program, which is state licensed and has no wait list, setting it apart from nearly all other state licensed recovery programs, which are often very expensive and nearly always have a wait list of two weeks or longer. Almost 100% of those individuals staying in our shelters who follow our three-phase program end up fully employed, and 68% of individuals who stay at least one night with us end up finding work and moving into their own home. Thank you for being with us today and listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. So this morning we have Barney Hawkins here with us, and Barney is someone that I've gotten to know as I have worked at Safe House Ministries just this past year. She's an amazing individual. Um, I only know the Barney as she is today. Oh, boy. But the Barney that I work with today and that I have grown to love so much is a different Barney than the Barney that went through the dark times and the difficulties. And so today I've got Barney Hawkins and she's going to share her story and what the Lord has done and, and the, the hardships she faced and how she got through them and what Safe House Ministries has meant to her over the years. I went to Safe House, actually I went to Trinity House, um, which is a shelter for women, <clears throat> women and children. I was in a terribly toxic abusive relationship not just with a man but with myself I had lost myself I didn't even know who I was anymore the drugs had just taken me so far from who I was made to be I didn't recognize myself and so I called a friend of mine Jessica Harbuck her husband runs Valley Rescue Mission And I had gone through Valley years before that. And that's where I met Jessica. But anyway, I called her and I said, look, I'm desperate. I got to get somewhere. I got to get out of this house, away from this abusive relationship. And I've got to get somewhere and get straightened out again. So she made a call. Anyway, a couple of months later, (laughs) because I said I was ready. But, you know, I don't think I was really ready. But, you know, a couple of, let me just see how much more abuse I can take. So a couple of months later, I got to Trinity, and that's where everything changed. Trinity is one of the shelters of Safe House Ministries, it right? It is. It is. I went to Trinity, started Tomorrow's Hope, which is our addiction recovery program. And slowly but surely, things just turned around completely. Yeah. What happened that started you on the path with the drugs? Just flat out feel out. I wanted to be skinny. <laughs> that's where it is. That's that's where it all started. I have a, and, and still today, I, I do struggle with eating disorders. And yeah, that's that's where it, okay. that's where it began. 
So you were in an abusive relationship, addicted to drugs. You got into Trinity House. You got started into the Tomorrow's Hope program. And so it sounds like things really turned around from there. What happened within the Tomorrow's Hope program? What happened within the relationships you had begun to build at Safe House Ministries that turned things around? Wow. I, you know, so much has happened since the day I, June 19th, just two days ago. <laughs> I have three years, three years clean. I'm, I'm proud of that. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. Three years to some people would be like a drop in the bucket, but it's not for me. It will be, you know, in another three years and in another three years. And so anyway, what was the question? <laughs> so I got, what I got teared like, up. So as you, as you joined <laughs> Tomorrow's Hope Program, okay. as you were there at Trinity House and, and being involved in the ministries here at Safe House Ministries, yeah. what, what happened that helped you to make that turn? God happened. I had been nearly in every treatment program, lots and lots of shelters, probably I have at least visited, been a guest at, or spent the night, or enrolled in, whatever you want to say, in probably every shelter in the southeast part of the United States at some point in my life. 30 years of being on dope sent me to places, towns, shelters, domestic violence shelters, everything you can imagine. I was what they consider a chronic shelter hopper. Anyway, it was just different. I don't know if I was just ready or maybe maybe God just looked down and said I'm I'm going I'm just going to help her really help her this time because I would, I don't give up just like I didn't give up the drugs so quickly. I'm hard-headed. So, yeah, I, I I'm not going to give up doing the right thing either. But God happened. It was nothing that I did too much differently. Maybe it all just came together, but I think that being in that program at Tomorrow's Hope and at Trinity, I think at that time, all of it just came together. Everything that I had learned before I got there and the things that I were, was learning there, it just all came together. And that's where the light bulb went off, the epiphany happened, the, the slap in the head. I, I don't know, like, hey, you know, this is, this is crazy. You've got to get it together this time. And God, I think, knew that I couldn't do it. You know, he does for us what we can't do for ourselves. Yeah. Just, you know, I didn't give up. As you were there going through the Tomorrow's Hope program, how did things begin to change? What began to happen? Real life. And it was good. It was really good. I was living. I'm sorry. I was living again. Um, Getting up and going to devotion and hearing God's word first thing in the morning. Being around amazing counselors and staff at Tomorrow's Hope. When I think of Tomorrow's Hope, honestly, I, I think of Darren McCoy. He's <laughs> He's so silly. And his smile in the mornings, you know, um, and it's something just as small as that. It's it's not just him smiling at me. It's God smiling at me. And I know this seems crazy. I just see God th straight through his teeth. <laughs> that big smile of his. So, yeah, it was just the, the environment. Yeah. Awesome. As you were coming to the end of the Tomorrow's Hope program, what was the next step for you? Well, I ended up leaving. I did not complete. Tomorrow's Hope because I left and went actually went to another shelter I had a friend of mine that was really really sick and she worked for Valley Rescue Mission and Christine DeBoard she's no longer with us she's otherwise known as Meemaw and she was my best friend and I knew she didn't have much longer and you know in a way I think 
that was another thing you know god god gave me the gift it wasn't even i don't think for her maybe it was i don't know i'm being selfish right now but i got to see her and spend time with her the last year of her life so i went to i went somewhere else so i was no longer at trinity or in the program at tomorrow's hope so I was there with Christine for several months, and I got a call from the house manager at Trinity, and she said, we'd like to see if you would want to do the house management position at Trinity House. And I had had some background. I worked in mental health for some years. I mean, I didn't do just drugs. I mean, there's been some things that I've done. I drove 18-wheelers for some years, and I've worked for attorneys. My, my mother... I, worked for her for 30 years she owned a restaurant here the oreos and so you know i've done a lot of other things but anyway she called and said do you want this job and i said yeah of course i do so i went in as a house manager at trinity house and spent eight months doing well doing nothing but that (laughs) i lived there i worked there I healed there. What were you doing in that role as a house manager? What was a house manager? It was, most people think you just hand out toilet paper. I did a lot of that. Everything you can imagine for someone that's coming in to a shelter. You know, you greet them, you you love on them, really. And I I like to love on people. (laughs) So, so even though I was there 24-7 and I was exhausted and it was starting to really wear on me, what kept me there was the people the the women the the love yeah yeah awesome yeah so you you received that love and the lord brought you to a place of stability and victory mm-hmm. yeah and that has allowed you to yeah to show his love yeah absolutely i'm i've been learning that his love is is constant it's it's it never fails i've just i've learned how to show his love in so many different ways you know I'm no longer there as a house manager anymore well I do I I still do it (laughs) I I have to fill in where people you know need to call out or need a day off or so I, I still am doing house management but loving people the way God wants us to love you never you never know what that's gonna look like that's that's pretty exciting instead of sitting here with you I I should be pulling weeds at the garden that we have at Grace House now. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of glad that I'm here with you, but I got 65 tomato plants. <laughs> so uh, Grace House is the women's shelter now for Safe House Ministries. Yeah. And so tell us what your current role is within Safe House Ministries there at Grace House. I do everything. <laughs> not all at once. I, I try not to do that. I do a little bit of everything, but my, my title, which I... I don't like titles. Anyway, my title is a facility supervisor of Grace House. And so I supervise, if you can imagine that. I mean, I need I need supervision. <laughs> so you supervise the house managers and w- whatever the staff Case managers, do house managers, okay. the facility, yeah. any, anything that has to do with that facility. Yeah, they awesome. come see me. Awesome. Yeah. So, Barney, would you share, I mean, I don't, I don't think I even know, like, if you have 
children or just family in the area yeah. or maybe share a little bit about your family and the relationships during the dark times and, and maybe what they are now today. I was born and raised here in Columbus. I moved off a couple of times and, of course, driving an 18-wheeler, I, I've been all over the United States. I've driven every state in the United States except for Hawaii and Alaska. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, but I was born and raised here, the medical center. Yeah. <laughs> and my mother bought a restaurant. I was two years old. And she had that restaurant, Diorio's, in Cross Country Plaza. She had that restaurant for 43 years. Um, and when she passed, a couple of years later, it was closed. But that's pretty much the only family I had until I had kids, except for a, a few aunts and uncles and just a couple of cousins. I have a very small family, but I have two daughters, Chandler and Sydney. Chandler lives too darn far away, and I don't get to see her, but my youngest daughter lives here, and I see her all the time. And I have family that lives over in Phoenix City, and that's my aunt, and I have an uncle, an aunt and an uncle left. That's about it. And a couple of cousins. It's just me, pretty much, and I like it that way. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So were your kids with you? I lost, I lost my kids. I lost custody, custody of my children. I mean, just to be honest with you, the state of Alabama took my children away from me. I was not a good mama. Over the years, my relationship with them has completely turned around. They understand that I was I was just very sick. I was I didn't just wake up one day and say, "Oh, I think I want to throw my kids away. I think I just want to neglect my children." That's that's a good idea. No, that's not how that works. I I was just sick. Addiction is definitely a deceit, a disease, and the choices that I made were definitely disease filled so I didn't raise my children my mother raised my youngest my oldest one went to live with my ex-husband her daddy and like I said our relationships totally totally turned around in fact I think through it all and this is you know the way God does things for us he through all of that addiction uh, through me losing them through the struggle of my life God made something so beautiful. I'm closer to my children than I have ever been. And the relationship that I have with them is something that I couldn't have gotten if I hadn't have gone through and they haven't gone through what we did. I never want to lose my children again. I mean, I know they're grown and, you know, they're old enough to have babies themselves. Hint, 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 Chandler. Anyway, <laughs> so our relationships are <clears throat> totally what God intended. And with that, it's amazing the the closeness, the conversations that we have are are not, I don't know, maybe it's typical of mamas and daughters, but I will never be their friend. I'm their mama, and I never intended on buddying up with my kids. I'm, I'm a parent, and the example that I set for them is more important than anything. I want, I wanted them to be proud of me, and, and they are, yeah, so <laughs> that, that is awesome. that's enough right there keep me going some days yeah what do you do that keeps you strong you I mean it sounds like that relationship with your daughters relationship uh, yeah I can just jump in there and tell you that relationships 
it takes the place of the emptiness. You know, honestly, I, I had a relationship with drugs. I mean, I went to the drugs for whatever I needed. Now, I go to people and I go to God. Most importantly, I go to the, <laughs> the people that God's put in my life. Because let me tell you, I have amazing friends. I'm like, I, I just can't believe these these people God created. And I, sometimes I think they're just for me. It's like, oh, I love these folks. Look, I I don't have a whole lot of fr- uh, really, really, really close friends. But the ones that I do have, we pray together. We jump out of airplanes together. We have fun. We go to church. We, I, I don't, I can't, ex- awesome. I can't explain the closeness that you have with people that are like-minded God-minded. It's a different relationship than somebody you go shopping and just have lunch. Yeah, there's a bond there that God creates, that God bond. Awesome. I, and I know it wasn't that long ago you had a fantastic beach trip, I think, with either one or both of your daughters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Um, I, I got blistered. I mean... <laughs> oh. My nose is still peeling. And I was <laughs> gone... <clears throat> I mean, it's been... How long has it been? It was in April. And I, I'm telling you, my nose is still peeling. That was a great trip. My daughter's birthday, we go down to the beach every year, Sydney. And she, <clears throat> you know, that's the kind of thing. You know, she wants her mama to come. She's 25. And they're, she takes her friends. Like, there's kids, kids, I call them kids. <clears throat> they're young adults between the ages of 21 to 26. And she still wants her old <laughs> decrepit mama to come and I mean she wants me to come to cook and clean I, I get it I, I'm not you know that <laughs> but you're spunky and fun naive. I mean you are yeah yeah I mean we we had a good time we we adults that went had more fun than they did <laughs> and I mean I think a few of them said wow Sydney your, your mom and our friends they're cool like, uh, yeah, we we went out to eat and went to see this band, and it was an 80s band, so, you know, we knew all the, we couldn't leave. They kept singing these songs that we know the <laughs> words to. So we shut the bar down. Like, you know, we're we're having a good time, not drinking, not uh, doing any of this crazy stuff, and we, sh- we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can have a lot of fun without any alcohol. Huh? <clears throat> you can. Yeah, you can. And we get back to the we get back to the condo, and we go in, and everybody's asleep. All these people are sleeping, and I I'm like, hey, what are y'all doing? And Mama's I mean, Sydney's like, shh, Mama. I'm like, oh. So I guess we were kind of told go to bed. <laughs> so we had a great time, great great time, and that wouldn't have been possible some years. I I couldn't go to the I couldn't go anywhere. I mean, I couldn't. I sit in a movie. I mean, I might could, but my attention span was not there. My my heart was not in into anything that I did. My heart was was sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, Barney, if there's one or two kind of main lessons that you would say you learned, and that maybe you would want to share with someone else, what would those be? Don't give up. Whatever you got to do, don't give up. And don't be so hard on yourself. God, God's, God's got you. You don't have to, you don't have to be perfect. I, I struggled with that. And I think that it was the perfection thing. There's no such thing as perfection. Not with us. Not with us human beings. Yeah. 
it's not going to happen, forget about that. It's okay to just be who you are. Be who you are and let others just be who they are and where they are because God's going to work with you. He's going to love you. He's going to he's going to provide for you. He's got you. Um don't don't give up. Really. Yeah. And being hard-headed is okay. You just got to channel it in the right way. <laughs> it's it's no longer stubbornness. It's determination. Yeah. You, you can flip everything around. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um God'll show you how to do that. So I hear you talking a lot about God, um, and it's evident that you have a, a very close personal relationship. How did that come? I mean, just honestly, it came because I was de- just desperate, crying out desperate. I was just desperate. That's how it came to yeah. be. I, I cried out, and he answered. And no, I didn't like hear his order Audio, say it. Audible. Thank you. Voice. <laughs> but I heard him. He sounds like Barry White, by the way. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, hey. He's got that voice. Okay. Yeah. I've not heard that voice. <laughs> I've, I've heard the spirit as I read the Bible, but I've, I've, one day maybe I'll hear <laughs> oh, that that's voice. That's what that sounds like to me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And it sounds like more than that. He, you listen to him. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hearing and listening are two different things, but yes, obedience. The closeness that I get from him is not him just coming to me and, oh, all this rainbows and butterfly farts and all that kind of stuff. It's not like that. It's real. It's not some meditation, chanting, or, you know, it's it's. Yeah. It's just having him and knowing he's with me. I talk to him in the car. It's, this is my favorite place. I get a chance to be quiet, and I hear him, just quiet. And even when I'm not quiet, I'm quiet inside. It's that peace. He just, yeah. he whispers through that. He'll he'll show up. I mean, literally, like on billboards riding down the road, you know, he'll, like, there's a message there. <laughs> like, read that billboard. Oh, that's what you were talking about. <laughs> you know, um, it happens all the time. I think that's awesome. Yeah. You have had a relationship with Safe House Ministries as a client, um, now as a staff member and leader in the organization. What in a Safe House Ministries mean to you? I don't even have words for it. Um, it means it means I have an opportunity. It's an opportunity. Safe House Ministries was just an opportunity. It's like God said, "Well, here you go. You can live there. You can work there. <laughs> he, you know, this this can." This is a gift for you. Now, what are you going to do with it? And it means opportunity. Whether you're a client or a staff member, you get all these opportunities to... There's there's so much that Safe House offers as far as food and clothing and shelter and this housing stuff that, you know, we're doing and the, the, the work programs and it's... I mean, it's just, everything is just wide open. It's just opportunity. But what it really means in my heart, there's no words for that. I love Safe House. And they will forever be close in my heart. I hope one day when I'm filthy rich and all of that, I would love to just pour my money into Safe House. I would love to uh, volunteer one day when I don't actually have to work for a living. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just... I love it. Awesome. There's always something going on there. 
Yeah, there I is. I don't know if that's good or bad, but <laughs> <laughs> safe house, you never know. You never know because we, you know, we deal with the ones that, ones like me that are hard-headed and, yeah. Wow. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for being here, Bonnie. Thank you for sharing your story, for opening up, for just letting us hear a little bit about you and what you've been through and where you're at and just uh it's an Thanks, amazing Phil. story it's a great it's a great testimony thank you um and i'll be glad for that day that you become filthy rich too um, <laughs> so that's awesome <clears throat> well <laughs> yeah we'll see with or without money you are rich i am yeah i am <laughs> yeah awesome can we close in prayer Absolutely. Father, I bow my heart and I just thank you for Barney. I thank you for the journey that you've taken her through in her life. Thank you for the love that you've shown her, for the grace that you've given her, and for what you've taught her. Thank you now for how you're using her to show your love and to show your grace to others, Lord. How you're using her to shine a light so that people that might still be in darkness can see the way out. Bless her. Bless her life. Bless her relationship with her two daughters. Just strengthen that and bless her two daughters and their lives and the path that you have for them. Just thank you for your goodness. Thank you for what you're doing at Safe House Ministries. Use Barney. Use me and use the many, many other people who are a part of the work at Safe House Ministries, the people who volunteer, the people who give financially, just the people who are connected in every way. Bless their lives. Thank you for what you're doing. We praise you and love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We look forward to being with you again next week as we share another testimony about the power and the goodness of God to change lives through Safe House Ministries. If you are someone listening to this podcast that loves to hear these stories of the great things that God is doing in changing people's lives for the better, and if you would like to be a part of that work, please reach out to us. You can reach us at 2101 Hamilton Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31904. You can call us at 706-322-3773. Or you can email us at info at safehouse-ministries.com. Thank you so much for being with us this week for the Renew, Restore, and Rejoice podcast of Safe House Ministries. We pray that God will bless you this week, and we look forward to having you back with us again next week for a new episode.